Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do live on a Thursday edition of the program. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Nice, dry, bluebird day. Dry all this out. Everything you'd want. No. Not pleased with it. My buddy keeps sending my buddies down in uh, Clearwater right now and keeps sending me pictures of just How's blue it going skies, there? 80 degrees, Yeah. pure sun. He's quite pleased. Look at get Tan <laughs> Gibbe's back here. Chesty Gibbe. I don't know what you're talking about. I was out yesterday in part because I didn't think I could even face him. As, chest, as excited as he was about how his days were versus how ours were. We oh, had yeah. grapple. Gibbe, we had grapple. We Nine got all holes, the grapple you could want. the pool for three hours before I did. boarded a flight. It's grapple a palooza. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I it's a it's it's a marvel. I feel like it, this happens every time around this time every year. I, I I couldn't hate it anymore. Um, I am always curious where the water's all going. I just don't understand where it can go, how it can rain for it. What I feel, I mean, if if in, if this were biblical times, I'd build an ark, float away. That's where we're at. I'd come with you. I'd let you two Thank by you. two. You and Gibby, first two in. First two. <laughs> I'll open the bar. Bootsy first, and then I was gonna say. Yeah. Boy, he had a big moment for me yesterday. This always happens in the spring. Um, we have a uh, – it happens all the time this time of year. Uh, geese try moving into the neighborhood. So I've chronicled the tales of – and I have, there's video this proof where of it a, too. This house dog comes in very handy, by the way. i got to get the house fence, and then I'll get the house dog. Okay. Um, but And so that's all in the process. Um, so in the meantime, uh, we usually get like the Costco 100 water balloons. And I throw mm, them in their mm-hmm, direction, mm-hmm. and that scares them, and they fly sure. away. Well, that's um, fun. Yeah, sure. That's fun for the kids. Uh, yesterday, though, um, I was I was in my office, and I look out of the corner of my eye, and I see Bootsy just sprinting down the driveway, um, and he's going like this. And I look over, and he's he's going right at the geese, hurting. He's running right at him. Yeah. And I was like, little buddy, like he wanted. He looked. He wanted to make sure that I saw what his efforts. He was screaming at the top of his lungs screening right at the geese and and wanted me to see his efforts and then i i did see his efforts and i went one of these and he scared him away i was worried though because they will turn on you like if the eggs had been they'll do that and they'll hiss and i was like i don't want him to have that you don't want him to get nipped yeah right he's making he's making a run at all the inheritance is what he's doing it's he's, he's doing he a had a rough job. weekend and now he's getting Coming back, back in the form yeah getting back in rough the form. weekend not doing great with following directions, yeah. rules, sounds pushing pushing the envelopes. That sounds like that's on of, you. Of convention. Bootsy is not to be constrained. That's his belief as well. Yeah. 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 We had a long discussion. He and I had a real chat about situations. And, and I'm sure that he responded to that exactly how you wanted it he to. He did. He's a big, um, he is, he's uh, on a confrontation conflict point. He is quick to get a, a teary eye. Oh, yeah. To go down that road and a big hug is I'm sorry. Like, almost wants to interrupt the interrogation yeah. with a hug and sorry. Look, I know I've done wrong. Let's stop. Let's just. Let's, it's enough. It's enough. I'm sorry. Dad. I, love I love you, Dad. I love you. And then he always tries to kiss me on the forehead. It's amazing. That's his move. He's like, give me. Yeah, get right here. Little little taste. Little taste of this. So, uh, there you go. Uh, what did I miss yesterday? Anything? Anything happened? <laughs> yeah, a lot did? of stuff. We had uh, Stefanski at the podium. Um, we had Amari Cooper at the podium, which we are playing today. Nice. If, if I'm not mistaken, at 1.30. Correct. Uh, we had Denzel Ward at the podium, but we're also going to give you today at 2 o'clock 
an exclusive one-on-one with Denzel Ward after signing his big contract that makes him the most uh, the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. That's at two o'clock coming your way. Um, you know, so we heard from Coach tomorrow. We're going to get to hear from Andrew Barry as well. Jacoby Brissett joined the program live, and, and I got to tell you. I was I really enjoyed my conversation with Jacoby Brissett. I found him to be incredibly thoughtful, engaging, um, and just a great asset to our team. He was Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Colts in 2020. Yeah. We talked quite a bit about that and and what that means to to him personally and also within the locker room. And I just I just felt like just such an a, another just quality human being added to this roster uh, and somebody that I think is is just going to be valuable whether we need him or not. I think his presence here will be a net positive for the Cleveland Browns. So I, I'd urge people to seek that out. We also had Dane Brugler on yesterday. Um, so it was a pretty – Where uh, are you with the draft? Eh. That's me, yeah. And I think I'll tell you, I'm more, not... a lot more excited for AIW tomorrow night at the Odeon, baby. That's right. Ooh, at the Eyes Odeon? of the Beast at the Odeon. I don't know what that is. Come on out. None of that means anything to me. Lo- they, so it's reopened. What's the Odeon and what's yeah, the AEW's the wrestling? AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling. Is that yeah. the one that the con guys own? No, that is AEW. AIW is Cleveland's local one, the one that your 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 boy does a little, you know. Oh, you're an investor. You're the Vince McMahon of that franchise. I am not. I, I sometimes will share my thoughts. You're over the, the Khan family no, of that. No, I'm not. So you're telling me tonight, if I go to wherever this is tomorrow night, tomorrow night, if I go to wherever this is, yeah. you'll be there. Yes. On a mic. Yeah. How am I just now becoming aware of this? We've talked about this a hundred times. I don't think so. Yeah. I remember you. I remember us talking off air about how how you were going to do this. This was a month or so ago. Yeah, I but I didn't that, know that, that was this at the was Tadmore Shrine. I didn't know that we were running it back. Oh yeah, this is. A, I thought it was a one time. They thing. do once a month. They do a show once a big show once a month. They do a, a smaller show in the interim, but they do a big show once a month. Now who's the headliner of this other than you? Matt Cardona. Oh, most, that's <laughs> my buddy Broski. Broski's that running that. He's the champ. Right. I didn't get the. I wasn't aware of the. He's got seven we belts right now. He's like he's the belt collector, the deathmatch king. He's coming. And that's in. that's on Friday. Friday night, the Odeon main event. Matt Cardona, Josh Prohibition. Are you mean Gene? Him. No, I'm like uh, I'm I'm like uh, Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary. Oh my God, who's Mean Gene? Mean Gene, and this there I, I don't know. If there is a backstage interviewer to say there's a Mean Gene. There's a Howard Finkel. So who's the Vink, who's the Vince McMahon like from the old uh, Saturday Night's main events when it was Vince and so Jesse. Wadsworth is the Wadsworth. Is, Wadsworth is the play by play, and then you you're peppering yeah. in. Yeah. Oh my God. And I go back and now do they play that over the over the loudspeakers in the in the in the facility? No, but it's on it's on pay per view independentwrestling.tv, so you could watch it there and hear the commentary. It's on live tomorrow night. Put. You can't set your DVR. It's unimpeded. You can get the app, though. There's an app that you can put right on your TV. An app, and then I can DVR it up, and away we go. Yeah. I think you can DVR anything. I DVR building the Browns every week. That's great. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. So we have the Odeon Browns Live, I was able to do. Odeon, an incredible venue. I was able to venue. DVR that. An incredible venue. Where is it? So it's right downtown on the – which bank of the flats is that, Gibby? That's the East Bank. East Bank of the flats. It's a great – Like right where I have Collision seen Bend some is. amazing concerts in that venue. Yeah. When I worked at Q104 when I first broke into business, that's where we did all our house shows. Okay. Second Chance Prom, Boobash, all that stuff. That was all down in it, the mix? And, I mean, it, it holds about 1,000 people. It's all GA. And it's dark. Not, yeah. And it's intense. It's awesome. It's a great venue for – It's a great name for a venue. I've had some amazing nights there. That turned into mornings and then so forth. Wasn't that the maker of Sex Panther for Brian Fantana? Odeon? 
Sex Panther by Odeon? It might be. 60% of the time it works out. I think it might be. I think it it could be, yeah. So the big attraction, by the way, I know that you're a big wrestling historian, Minoru Suzuki, who is a Japanese legend, considered one of the best brawlers in all of of wrestling, who's 53, is going to come over and he's going to fight Broner, who is a monster, and it is going to be a physical clash. It is Sex Panther by Odeon. By Odeon, yeah. So there it is. There it is. Comes full circle. Well, I'll tell you what, 60% of the time – AIW delivers, delivers every time. Good job out of you yep. getting that in there. Um, even before we got a chance to talk about Debo Samuel. Debo. I'm out. I want out. Uh, we're entering a the, new give era. Me the, give me the exchanges with Pedro on this topic. So far, I've asked him his thoughts on it. I've yet to get a response. I, I feel like he's in a he's giving it the silent treatment. He doesn't want to acknowledge it. Apparently, the Niners aren't keen on trading him either, and the initial offerings for people who have called – are so absurd that it's like it's not going to happen. They're wanting like a quarterback haul for him. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's amazing. I'm more and more convinced as every day goes by, though, that one of, one of, Kyler or Lamar are not going to be playing for their current teams. I don't know if we had this. You saw the comments from uh, Patrick Peterson on on Kyler. Patrick Peterson and who else? There was another. There was a former running back. Chase Edmonds, who just signed with Miami, yeah, also says he's not for thing. it. He's not for it. He's the not about it. I, the only thing I would – Let me ask you a question. Please. How can you not be for it's, living in Scottsdale, that playing group. in a dome, having a team – It's that ownership group. They, they, they're just – it's they're, the way they go about their business. I don't know if it's fair or not, if it's reputation or whatever. There's just no trust with people there. I mean, they – they just must not do th- – I don't know. I don't even – I hate even saying it out loud because it's not like I have any firsthand information about this. Larry Fitzgerald loved his life there for a very long loved time. It. Pat Pete um, played – I mean, right. he was there as long as he was still There's clearly something going on there that leads him to believe that he can't win there, and that's what this is about. I, 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 I don't imagine it's about the money. I think you're going to come up with the money, unless maybe the, fam- maybe the Bidwell family is like, look – we aren't going to give you $400 million guaranteed. We're not giving you $300 million guaranteed. We're not giving you $250 million guaranteed. We're not willing to do that. And then that creates the ill will, and then that forces the hand. I, yeah, I don't know. It's strange, though, because it's it ought to be – it's really interesting because if you think about the two markets, and I would say that's number one, but I would say Miami's the number two market of – they really should be destinations for players to want to go play, and neither have been that over the course of – the time the, in the league. I mean, they just – neither wild. one has been a place where people are like, I want to go play there. It's pretty wild. And it's got to just be you the can organizational structure. in a place called Paradise Valley. You can, yeah. And it's not a misnomer. What's the tax situation there? Perfectly friendly, right? I don't know that there's a state tax in Arizona. There definitely there is, is in a Florida. state tax, yes. Okay. I think Florida and Texas are the two. There's some, there's, I think Tennessee's that way too. Tennessee as well. Yeah. Definitely from the big – the big draw states right right yeah yeah montana did not no montana didn't have a sales tax that was the deal on that how great was that yeah it's nice whatever what a price was is what it was that's right 99 cents was 99 cents was the only argument seven? i would make like for the peterson com or yeah the peterson comments and, and the and the other guy chase like, edmonds they did go out and get jj watt they did go out and get they hopkins they went out and in. got players i i think it's the I think it's just a track record of just no belief. It's got to be. I mean, what else could it be? Well, I mean, the coach isn't good. Does he have belief? Yeah, but the coach is his guy. I mean, that's his guy. I, I don't know if he is anymore. I mean, he's the reason he's there. 
If they don't hire Kingsbury, he's not there. Anybody else would have tried to kick the t- keep Rosen for a second year. Hmm. I agree with you, though. I, I think he's the most likely, but I think it would take it. A, I mean, that's why what Miami's doing makes sense in terms of, hey, come here. What can we do? You want some ones? Here's a bunch of ones. Here's Tua. We don't need him in the AFC, obviously, but you get Let the Let the Eagles do it. Yeah, they're the other one. And they're a quarterback aggressive franchise. Yeah. I think they, they operate very wisely in their quest to find that guy. The other ones in the NFC that would be in that spot though, like you think about football team and um even Giants, like there's ownership flux in both of those. You know, it's not great with Washington or uh, New York anymore and ownership and the Washington thing's a mess. You could see him saying the thing about it is they're saying that he's not gonna play this year out on his current deal. That's what kind of the talk has been. Yeah. That he has They've re- withdrawn their own offer. The Kyler side of it's withdrawn whatever offer they've made to the Cardinals, which was in response to what they felt was an insulting offer from the Cardinals. Tampa would be a good fit, but that's a year away. Yes, but that's so that's not that's not a, no feasible currently. But man, there it it is an amazing thing that all of a sudden in the NFL you went from this stuff never happening, never. Never. And now it could happen. I mean, to say in one offseason, if somebody said to you, okay, you have a quarterback who's dealing with serious things off of the field, but who is 26 and in the prime of his career and considered widely considered to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. You have the best overall receiver in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You have the guy that you could make the case is also the best receiver in the NFL because he's the biggest vertical big play threat most in the unique weapon in the nfl absolutely and then now the most unique weapon but to say just that those three people were traded in one offseason that Devonte adams tyree kill and deshaun watson were all trained same offseason is absolutely bonkers you forgot russ oh and russ but russ is a little different like you could see like russ is no you couldn't at 31 those guys don't move true not historically not without injury usually coming off of injury that's it i mean those guys 31 yeah, he's 31, 32. Those guys yeah. don't move at no, that you're time. Right. Yeah, so two of them. You know, like they just – that stuff never happened. He might be 33. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Somewhere in that mix. Early 30s, still in his prime, still a lot to go. Um, that's the that's the thing, though. Like, this has never happened. The Kyler thing would be even more shocking. 33, turning 34 later this year, November the 29th. So okay. 33 and a half. 33 and a half. Yeah. Still, though. Could Young, play five, six absolutely. More years. Yeah. Quarterback, yeah. yeah, he played till he's 40. Yeah. Played till he's forty. It's no it's a strange, it's a strange time in the league, and I think the guaranteed money is just going to make it trickier going forward because you reset the market here with Deshaun, and there will be others that will want to match that. I'm sure Kyler wants that. I'm sure he wants two thirty five in the guarantee. Of course he does. Of course he does. Herbert's going to want that. You know, is Burrow going to want that? Like, all of those things are going to be part of it. And Kyler is very good. But are we sure he's that good to demand? I'm sure that's the questions they're things? having. I think he thinks he is. Two-time Pro Bowler. Don't you think? Clearly. Two-time Pro Bowler, 67% completions. Two-to-one touchdown interception ratio. Averages 7.3 yards per attempt. Last year was a career-high 7.9 yards per attempt. Um, I mean, he's really, really good. Yeah, plus he runs. He's been hurt, though, sometimes, and he's faded. As he's the season faded. goes along, that's, he's faded. So that's the and he's the tricky played thing. One playoff game, right? Yeah, which was this year. This and they year, were 
trounced, if I recall. They were, yeah. And I think you'll see – I think some of that's going to happen at receiver, right, where you're going to have – the crazy thing about Debo, to bring it back to him, is I, I feel like like his circumstance in San Francisco is not duplicable. Like that's the one place where they would use all of it. Well, what all he's saying he do. is he doesn't want that. That's he didn't want the, all that? No, that's the crux of this. I don't want this. I okay, don't, but he I isn't be, worth that unless he does that. I want to be a pure receiver. Yeah, I don't know that he's an elite pure receiver. He's an elite weapon. He's he is a darn good, darn good regular receiver. Top in yak. He's I think he could be a top five receiver in the league as a receiver if he went to, for example, let's say he goes to Green Bay or he goes to a passing attack. Where is if you take the running game out of it right now? So last year, just to put it in perspective for you, last year because I think this is interesting and I don't think people, a lot of people realize this because we've talked so much about what he did as a runner. Last year, he had 77 catches for 1,405 yards and six touchdowns, okay? Mm -hmm. 1,405 yards, six touchdowns, average 18 yards per catch. This is last year. But here's what's crazy about that. Here's what's crazy is that in the beginning of the season when he was actually being used – because remember, at the beginning of the year, he was actually just being a wide receiver. So here are his games the beginning of the year before they made the switch, and I'll, you'll know exactly when they made the switch. Okay, and you tell me if you think that what, what this, if, if this changed your opinion at all. Week one, 12 targets, nine catches, 189 yards, and a touchdown. Week two, eight targets, six for 93. Week three, 10 targets, five for 52. Week four, 13 targets, eight catches, 156, and two touchdowns. Week six, nine targets, only three catches, 58 yards. Week seven, 11 targets, seven catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Week eight, nine targets, six catches, 171. Nine targets, five catches, 63. Then he changes into the difference. Remember, he had 1,400 yards receiving. That's a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't but have had it that high. That I'll, all, I'll acknowledge that. The majority of that comes at the beginning of the year. Then they change to this hybrid. So you're talking a 189 game, a 93, a 156, a 100, a 171, and a 97 game. So that's six of them, 90 or above, with four games over 100 yards. Then the targets stop. Two targets, one catch, 15 yards. Four targets, one catch, 12 yards. One target, one catch, 22 yards. Five targets, four catches, 60. Then they go against Tennessee. They bump it up again. 11 targets, back over that nine threshold. Nine catches, 159. Six targets, 363 in touchdown. Six targets, four for 95. So when he, the beginning of the year, he had eight targets in each of the first eight games. At a minimum, he had more than eight targets in all of them but one. He had double-digit targets five times. In his double-digit target games, nine for 189, a touchdown, five for 52, eight for 156, and two, seven for 100, and a touchdown, nine for 159. I wouldn't have had – I did not have him having that – I did not have him have that, that type of receiving uh, success early in the season. Yeah, it was basically they just and, – and it coincides exactly with the game where it changed, where it went from nine targets to five targets, was the first game where he started to get carries. Like, I don't even know if people – He's even, worth more as a receiver, obviously, as a running back, too, clearly. You're paying those guys more, and he does a longer career, so it makes sense for you to want to do that. The, I did not have it at that type. That the first receivers. eight games, he had a grand total of six carries, and he's getting nine targets a game, ten targets a game. The last eight games, five carries, eight carries, six carries, eight carries, six carries, five carries, seven carries, eight carries. So they basically just shifted what they had to do. It made their offense more effective, but there's no doubt the guy can play yeah. receiver if you, if you feature him. Which I would it. not. If we did guess the stats, I would not have had that he had 1,400 yards receiving last year. I would not have had that. 
Pretty he, remarkable. I think he was second in the league. I think Cooper Cup was the only one with more. I think Chase had more, didn't Chase he? Chase may have had more, too. He led the league at 18.2 yards a catch. But he stopped being then a receiver. Yeah. I need to be able to put this, throw this quickly into it here. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll tell you what he had, <laughs> what his pace was after eight. Because I think his pace after eight was quite extraordinary. Yes. It's a CBD mailbag day. Tweet us your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. We'll get to as many as we can in the 2.30 hour of the program. Uh, we'll hear from uh, John Johnson, who was on RBS yesterday. We'll have that for you coming up. Uh, we'll also play uh, Amari Cooper and his availability yesterday and a very special exclusive one-on-one between Z and Denzel Ward. That is coming up a little bit later as well. Bill Barnwell's mock draft, as I mentioned, it is a mailbag edition of the program as well here on a rainy Thursday in Northeast Ohio. You have it? Yeah, so in the first eight games, which is before he was changed into more of this hybrid, he had 15, 20, 28, 31, 38, 49 catches for 882 yards receiving and four touchdowns. So he was on pace for 17, 64, and 10 touchdowns basically just as a receiver. They were four and four in those games. And got housed a couple of times. Indy housed them. Arizona yep. housed them. Yep. Um, they lost to Seattle and Green Bay as well in shootouts. So that was their that was their record during those four games before they made the switch. Then after they made the switch, they went six and two. Yeah, they're better with him doing the other stuff. They are. They but are. He could be just fine in a situation right. where they need him. Just go play receiver. Theoretically, I mean, he, he would be just fine on in that pace situation. to lead the league in the receiving. Stats would prove that he was that he would be able to do that. Um, Interesting. Very interesting. You wonder how, I mean, it's also, is it a situation? And I don't know. I don't watch the 49ers every week. You wonder if some of it was, are they chasing games? You know, when they're going four and four, where they're throwing it every down, trying to, I don't, I don't have a, it who just, knows. That's it's, how they were getting it's the an ball incredible in his, a, a, in his accumulation hands. of it. Yeah. And I think what he would say is the type of tackles you take as a running back oh, versus God, the yeah. kind of tackles you take as a receiver are completely different totally in most different. cases. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, John Johnson on RBS. We'll have some of those cuts for you coming up next. Fun little program on a Thursday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Certainly a lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble as well. So before you wager, find out what is real and what is not at keepitfunohio.com. John Johnson was on RBS yesterday. Here are his early impressions with the fellas on Deshaun Watson. He's a player. I mean, he's like a team, great teammate. Um, and I think just that's the first thing that jumped off to me. Obviously, I haven't been around him that much, but, you know, he wanted to introduce himself. He wanted to, you know, make himself comfortable around the guys. He's playing and stuff for us, you know, just being a quarterback, being a true leader. So I think that's the first thing that jumps off. But, you know, we've been – well, I have. I looked at, you know, a little bit of his clips, you know, just from, you know, his playing days in Houston. And sure. he's, like, unbelievable. You know, he, he has all the things that you wanted in the quarterback, tools you wanted in the quarterback. So I'm just looking forward to – you know, him getting out there, competing at practice, and just, you know, making each other better. What What is – when will we see, like, you and I and Gibbe and the others 
around here, be able to see them like throw it around. Is that like late May? Last week of May, I think it's the first week of OTAs. And that'll be the first time uh-huh. that they'll be able that to media spin it a little yep. bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. It will be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. He, I mean, I look forward to that. I think a lot of people do. Have you put him into Madden yet? I have not. I wonder if he's on it on the roster update. If he's now on the Browns, I'll just like do they do naturally. that with Madden? Yeah, they update the rosters all the time. Even now, though, like do they? Yeah. They do the because the game still are because still, I think they stop it at some point, don't they? No, they're still trying to get people to. But our roster isn't complete. Like, so you're saying like if I went and started a game right now, like we'd have Amari Cooper and we'd have Deshaun. I think so. I don't know because I don't play that. Someone I yeah, do Ultimate Team. I know you do Ultimate Team. I thought I remember Shook or somebody telling me, and I'm naive to all of this, but that that there's a certain point they stop updating it, and you have to like download it from other sources. I mean, you could make Stop. whatever moves you want to, but I'm right. pretty sure they update it because you still get roster updates all the time. I think I'm going to have a thousand Twitter responses to this yeah, in about six tells, and a half yeah. seconds. Yeah, because of there's going to be a lot of people going, "Oh, dumb." No, you could. You might be. You might be. Right. Oh my God, Zach asks. He needs a Fortnite conversation updating. Yeah, conversation. I'm. I'm curious about it too. I got a nice Vic the other day. I was really pleased with myself. So he goes, "What are the words you told me to say? Where are you? This is your last drop." Yeah, and then the other thing was, was where, like how many people are left? How many people are left? But there was something about there it, was something. It you could said be like which which storms circ like which storm cloud are you in? Like which phase is it? <laughs> so he takes great pride pride in me knowing nothing about it, yeah. of course. And so when I said I go down, I go, this is your last drop. I mean, if it was a quintuple take, if, where'd you pick that up? Dad? Not pleased. At all. Yeah. And I would say, well, how many are left in the – you told me something about – I actually wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, you did write it down. Wrote it down. How many people are left? How many people are left? Squad. Squad. This, yeah. You know, so he's doing the squad thing. How many people are left? Yeah. How many people are left? So I hit him with that. This is your last drop. I even wrote down, like, okay, so thirty within 30 minutes of dinner, those type of things. Yeah. So I did it to him, and he, like, quadruple take, like, re- legitimately shook by the fact that now I figured out this operation that he was trying to get. To the point where the next he's on his head thing, and I said, "I go paid this your last drop, dude, last drop," and he goes, "Dad, can you not say drop? Can you please not say drop?" You're too cool. It's too cool. Yeah. You're embarrassing me. I'm embarrassing him. Yeah, you're speaking in the league. That's his word. It he, was amazing. Yeah, he did not like yes! the idea of me. It was really a good victory. If he it's next nice time, all right, if you happen to be down there and you watch him get like got, yeah, like eliminated. So I've been there where then people are building things around him, uh-huh. it looks like. Like walls are closing oh, yeah. in yeah. on him. And I'm like, I don't feel like this is going to end well yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, and then he is at the end. Is the end near on that front? Depends. I mean, he can build himself out of it or he can edit himself out of it. Or if he has I don't know. Sweat, like, so a good player, if like some guy's building all up over on be like, oh, man, that guy's a sweat. Sweats are good. So you want to be a sweat. <laughs> and if he gets if he gets killed, be like, Pades. Dude, your dog water. What's the deal? Dog water apparently is the. Oh, big, he's a big dog water guy. He dog water is a huge bird. He's a quick to drop a dog water on yeah. people on his brothers. Oh he yeah, play like he did that in basketball. This guy, this guy's playing like dog water. Yeah, your dog water. Yeah, that's a yeah. big. Move. By the way, huge bird in the in dog the, water is a oh, big burn. Yeah. Okay. And it truly, I said, it's, what does that mean? It's like the water that dogs drink, like, and then they slobber in it. Your dog water. Really? I mean, we came maybe way harder. We came way harder than that in my day. Maybe, Let me tell you maybe that's how you know the game is relatively tame. If that's the biggest burn, is dog water. It applies to. They use it. It's not yeah. just limited to Fortnite. It's not even just a Fortnite. All right, thing. I'm gonna drop dog water. Dog water and then a sweat. 
Be like, oh yeah, man, this guy's a sweat. This guy's a sweat. In dog water. And tell if he's not if or you can call him. You know, what, call him. Call him if you if he gets like got in front of you. Call him. Be like, dude, you're such a bot. Such a bot. Yeah, you don't want to be a bot. So I'm gonna do all of this and sit next to him as he plays and just annoy the hell out of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I love that. Or you can, yeah, you can, have, you know, learn your team. There was some other sweats. burn that he was that was didn't seem like that severe of a burn that he was trying to work on his brothers, that had to be from that game. Was it bot? No, it was, it was something other than dog water. I've heard dog water a lot in the last month. But dog was, water. They there was love another it. one that he was I really into. It. I don't even. I don't even. Really? Your dog water. I like bozo better. Bozo's great. I think bozo's. But you're a bozo. bum. You're trash. You dope. <laughs> you dope. There's a lot of good ones that are better than dog water. Yeah. Um, all right. Here is uh, here is uh, John Johnson the third on RBS. Uh, the, the fellows asked him what the team needs to improve most upon from last season. I think the biggest thing is just uh, you know how good we can be. Like we had flashes of dominance. You know, uh, offense and defense. You know, and especially just as a team, uh, we had games where we just completely dominated the game. So I think just. Having consistency, I think that's what the biggest takeaway from uh, last year is. We can't ride that emotional or whatever wave, that roller coaster ride. We just got to be the same team every week, go out there and dominate. And, um, yeah, I just, like I said, those flashes of greatness, we got to find a way to be consistent with it. So I think that's the biggest thing from last year. Yeah, consistency. Consistency. He's, he's not wrong about it. And, and I think that's something that, you know, when I talked with Jacoby Brissett yesterday, about it. so what is that special thing that you know you have to be he won a Super Bowl his first year in the league with the with the New England Patriots and he said it's it's there's nothing special you got to be consistent you got to do your job you got to execute and and everybody's got to be rowing in the same direction when you do that special things can be accomplished the town uh, outside at quarterback where there's could be a wide gap in talent uh usually the gap between the greats and the goods is pretty small yep in terms of the overall roster um, but it really is the rowing part that you got to have. Like you got to mm -hmm. have the common good thing, and the teams that win it have it. It's pretty much that simple. Um, all right, this is from uh, Gibby. Wants to know: We know what the Browns roster looks like as of right now because we did that the last couple of days on Monday and Tuesday. One week from today begins the NFL draft. Rank the ten positions of need this team should address next weekend. Ten positions? You want me to do ten? I'll give you three. Why don't you go? Well, we already know the three. You want me to go like in the weeds? How about you go top five? Number ten, quarterback. That's You're what safe. I have number ten. You safe? All right. I like that as number ten. Number nine, corner. That's what I have as nine as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like when you confirm because you're far more. You're the encyclopedia on this, which means I'm in the right thinking. Uh, number eight, safety. I'd safety up at six. Okay. I'd safety up at six. I've got I've got linebacker at eight. Yeah. You you got Walker, you got JOK, you got Phillips, you got Taki. You know, you got Fields who you drafted last year. Maybe you want one for special teams, but we're a primarily a, a you know, nickel dime defense. Yeah. O line six. I have O line seven, yeah. All right, you and had, safety you had six. safety six. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I think safety you're looking for a guy, you could look for a guy in the mid rounds. O-line you could, too. I mean, you never can have enough offensive linemen, but right now I feel like you, you feel pretty good about where you're at. I think it would not surprise me if they do draft an offensive lineman, probably an interior guy at some point. Um, but we're talking in terms of, like, there's really no need would be quarterback, cornerback. Linebackers probably maybe the next one, but, again, special teams could play a role there. Line and safety, tight end, which would be my next three. You have tie, tight end four. I have tight end five. 
or five. Ahead of, you have tight end behind running back. I don't even have running back on the list. You have on the list. Because I added kicker. Oh, you and added I, kicker. And I okay. put kicker fourth. Okay, okay. I was going like traditional position yeah. groups. I went uh, outside the box. Yeah, I had, I so I went running back there, and then I went tight end four. You went – what did you go for? Kicker. Kicker. Uh, sure. And then I went yeah. defensive tackle, receiver, edge one. Edge one. I have wide receiver one. Fine. But no they argument. replace – it doesn't matter. Those are those two to me are, again, if you're like strata, doing kind of a, you know, tiering it, those two are the top tier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Did you watch um, – did you watch Nets Celtics last night? Briefly, not a really good, but briefly, really good again. Um, We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but Tuesday as uh, one of the NBA games was at halftime that I was watching. I flipped over to ESPN and they were running the 30 for 30 on Greg Norman. Oh, is that a new one? Brand new. It's their most recent 30 for 30. Two days ago. It dropped Tuesday. So I was so I was asking uh, the kids on my other occupation. Do you know who Greg Norman is? And sure. they they said yes, they did. One said, "Is it a is he a golfer?" Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, was nailed it. Quite a good golfer. Nailed it. Um, but very little beyond a very surface level understanding of Norman. And the one said, "Isn't that the guy who was trying to do the Saudi golf league?" Like he was a former golfer doing the golf. Said, yeah, that that's the guy. Like he was in on that for sure. So the doc is stunning from a lot of levels but the biggest reason it's stunning is they take him back he's at augusta no way on the course by himself so he plays a round by himself with the camera there's nobody else at augusta national not another soul all you see is him and augusta and the camera crew and he goes he's as he's telling the story and they're reliving the people people forget 86 86 he misses by a millimeter to go into a playoff with nicholas in 86 people think nicholas ends with yes sir no he was in the clubhouse for a couple of hours norman's led four or five plays holes to play to finish out so 87 he uh he misses a putt on 18 that would have won it he goes to to extra holes larry mize chips in from 45 what i did not realize about that is norman is when norman hits his shot he's saying to himself holy cow mize just hit it about eight feet He's 45 yards out. He's going to be lucky to get up and down from there. So I'm just going to play a conservative. I'm going to two-putt and win the Masters. And it said Mize dunks it. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um, so then all the other – apparently he'd lost other PGA Tour events like this. Like five or six times he'd lost when PGA you, Tour events on miss. And then it gets to 97. When you Google him, the first thing it says was Greg Norman singled out by the golf gods for the worst luck. That, well, and that's it. So in then it goes to 87. So he's going through all of this as he's walking through an empty Augusta. And, and they go to 87. It's an 11-shot swing, of course. Six-shot leads, lose by five. Uh, just completely collapses. He tells a story how a British journalist went up to him, like a longtime golf journalist, was like, not even you can screw this up. And it's gotten his head Saturday night at Augusta. And then he got wind that his family had, was flying people in for Sunday got in his head come on though be come on i'm telling you be tougher than no no no. but that's the moral of the story is he wasn't he wasn't and in fact sunday before he teed off he had heard that peter costas had something had someone had relayed something on the golf channel that peter costas had said to them privately and he called the director of the masters on cbs to yell at peter costas 
for talk for a secondhand story that was told on the Golf Channel. That's where his head was going into that final round. What? Stunning. Why? Stunning. And they, they have him walking around the clubhouse, like just staring at the green jacket. He's talking about the champion's dinner. Like it was crazy. Now, you can't feel too sorry for him. He made $500 million. Very savvy businessman. Great businessman. Worth yeah, a lot the, of money. Inner, the shark line of apparel. He wines, golf course design. Yeah. Yeah. Did they talk about when he almost uh, died scuba diving? They, I made him. If they did, I missed that part. This was primarily about just every, like how dominant. He was number one a lot. Yep. And number one in the world a lot. And yeah, could for, not get could not break through it. I think 331 like days or yeah, he was number one in the world a lot. He did. He won two open championships. Won the two opens. Probably should have won at least two Masters. Yeah, he won yes. the Varden Trophy, which is the best golfer. That's what they say. Three times he won the Order of Merit, which is the European Tours thing. He won that uh, once. He won the Australian PGA Tours Order of Merit one, two, three, four, five, six times. PGA Player of the Year, Tour Player of the Year in 95. I mean, he's, yeah, absolutely he was, incredibly They decorated. said that he was inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame at, like, the highest percentage or something like that at the time of induction or whatever. So he was, yeah, I mean, he was. But it was, it's one of those, it just was, the reason I bring it up is it, it tells you how fleeting it is with these people we're discussing. I mean, this isn't that long ago. Yeah. It's 25 years ago when the collapse happens at Augusta. Um, and if you were somebody who's not of a certain age, you have no really understanding of it, the whole part of it. And the whole part of it is fascinating. It's a really fascinating story. Yeah. I mean, you you, you genuinely rooted for that guy to win. Oh, like, God. 80, it didn't matter if you was... liked him or hated him as a person, but, like, you, you just wanted to see him win it. I loved I loved the shark. And he wore those hats. Yeah. Those like, were, I can I, remember I Sunday after, hats, like, but they were great. final round was always at my grandmother's house. Yeah, and my uncles, my father, like whether you liked golf or you didn't like golf in the family, that was the day everybody was over for dinner and you watched the last round. And I can remember like everybody wanted Norman. It didn't matter who was in front. It didn't matter. You just wanted to see the guy win once yeah. on, on a Sunday at Augusta. Well, I mean, you go through his his we're talking about his best, you know, finishes in, in majors. Here's what's crazy. So he won two British or the Open Championships, 86-93. U.S. Open, second twice. PGA Championships, second twice. Masters, second three times. And here's the crazy thing, is in 86, mm-hmm. he wins the Open, runner-up at the PGA, runner-up at the Masters. Yeah. And didn't he, I think he was the, I think he was the 54-hole leader in all three. All, all of them, yeah, he called the Saturday Slam. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yes. had it that way. I. It's funny you say that, Gibby, because I felt this as, at that, as, as someone who remembers like the 97 Masters, I would look at him the same way that I looked at John Cooper, the Buckeye head coach. Like this this seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah. But he just could not beat Michigan. And I just was so empathetic and that's how I felt about Norman like god almighty like it's enough. Let him win one for crying out loud and just couldn't. Do you either of you remember when he so in 2014 Fox Sports announced that Norman would join Joe Buck as its lead commentary yep. team for coverage of the USGA's championships in 2015 however following criticism for his performance at the 2015 Open he was let go in 16 Do you rem- I don't have any re- recollection of his performance or that it was so bad that he had to be gone after a year Well my former intern was on that broadcast so I do recall that how that went Yeah was and it I that remember bad? it being a very clunky production why was, was he clunky s- for buck um it was clunky on norman wasn't it at chambers bay 
which was kind of a mess anyway. So that's when was Dustin that open Johnson at Chambers won? Bay? I don't know. Let's say two thousand. Feels like it might have been. It's Chambers Bay, Washington State. Yeah, yes. it was yeah. In Seattle. Dustin Johnson. I, I won think it. Yeah, so. Chambers or Speak. I was at Fox's first foray in Dustin blew it, and Spieth won. Yeah, it was Chambers Bay. It was a very clunky course that they were complaining about. It was but course was like gold. The course looked looked crazy because they and they they had that train that went through. Apparently, the course is great. It's amazing, but 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 for whatever reason, I don't know if they overcooked it or whatever. Like the whole thing just didn't feel like a U.S. Open, and it was very clear. Fox. It's interesting that he took the fall for Buck because it felt like Buck, and I love Buck, but that Buck was kind of out of his depth on that um, com- in yeah. comparison what to Nance you, and yeah, sure. what, what normally was. They've gotten their – they got their feet under them shortly thereafter. Um, all right, coming up next, Amari Cooper at the podium. You'll hear his press conference. That's coming up next just to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? Perhaps make it feel like a spa. They can do it for you at the Bath Authority. They can make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. Expert factory trained installers. Affordability meeting quality here, guys. Largest selection of bath projects are all made right here in the good United States of A. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. Superior products. Expert installers. Give them a call now at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. If you do so, they'll give you 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. And now here's Amari Cooper at the podium yesterday. Those are nine months of the year, so don't worry. <laughs> Hey, what have your impressions been of just, you know, getting to Cleveland, getting acclimated, new teammates, all that stuff? Uh, it's been cool. Um, you know, obviously when you come into a new environment, it feels like getting drafted all over again or uh feels like first day of um, uh, summer workouts in college, similar type of processes. So, um, you know, I've been in this situation before, and it's, and it's cool getting to know new people, being in a new environment, getting to explore um, a different part of the country that I've never been to, so it's cool. You got traded here. What did you know about the organization and what was your excitement level? Uh, I think I think the most I knew about the organization was, uh, what's that movie? Draft Day. Draft Day, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most I know. I think that's the most I knew about the organization. Obviously, I've never played for the organization before. Uh, and then, you know, the, the history, um, how, how historic the, the program is. As far as you know, all the uh, Heisman Trophy winners who have come and played for the organization, the great running backs, and stuff like that—that's pretty much all I know. <laughs> Looking aside, how do you feel about having to play in bad weather a lot of the year? Yeah, I mean it's football. You know, it's what we sign up for. Uh, it's played outdoors, and that—that's part of the game. That's part of what separates this game from uh, from every other game. You know, um, you know, I embrace it. You came first, but just from a pure football standpoint, what was your reaction when the Browns made the trade for Deshaun Watson? You got to play with Dak in Dallas, and now you're coming here, and you're going to get to play with Deshaun. So what was, what was your reaction when you saw that happen? Uh, I mean, I was happy. I was elated. You know, my friends called me right away. I was actually uh, in another country. I was in Dubai. Um, and it was, 
I was I was extremely happy. The thing is, uh, there's a huge time difference. Like, I think when it happened here, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't know the time because I wasn't here. But maybe it was like two o'clock or something, and it, and it was like twelve there. So I was kind of asleep, <laughs> and I woke up. Um, just saw a whole bunch of text messages and stuff like that. Guys were like, "Man, you lucky." <laughs> Some of my former teammates, and I was like, "What?" And then I, I checked social media, the news, and then I, I found out the information. So uh, it was cool. I was happy about it. Did you know Deshaun before the before the trades for both you guys came? Um, I think I had met him in person maybe once. I think we did like a some type of commercial together or something like that. Um, but I, I didn't know him. Um, personally that well and then probably at the pro bowl a couple of times so i knew him for sure but like i didn't know him know him like a teammate you know dress the team over the last couple of days uh like in what way like i mean he uh broke the huddle and stuff like that uh, but that's pretty much it yeah you have a really good rec- consistent record of showing up playing uh, almost every game in your career what do you attribute that to? Is that a source of pride? Uh, just your um, yeah, I mean, the thing about, you know, wide receivers um, in their uh, their production, there are some extenuating circumstances there. You know, it's not like uh, I play tackle or something like that to where if I'm, if I'm a great player, it's going to show just because, you know, it's just mono mono that way. But, you know, like you, um, like you mentioned earlier, the weather plays a part. Uh, and receiver, um, obviously the targets and stuff like that. But I always felt like if I, you know, get the targets, uh, I'm going to do well. So it's never been a concern of mine. Uh, yeah. Your first reaction when you learned that you were coming to Cleveland when the trade very first happened. Uh, I mean, the thing about nowadays, uh, it's not like back in the days. I had a coach when I was in Oakland who played wide receiver for 10 years, Rob Moore. He uh, he got traded. He didn't even know about it, you know what I mean? Because there was no social media. So guys were interviewing him and asking him questions. And he, that's how he found out he got traded. But, uh, you know, there's always something looming when you're about to get traded or something like that. So you kind of know. So I wasn't really surprised at all. You're talking about getting targets. Um, so you're coming to a team that likes to run the ball a lot. Uh, so how is that how are you going to uh, cope with that when you you might not be getting as many targets as you, as you would like? Yeah, um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of college. You know, Alabama, I like to relate the teams I played for. You know, um, I was at Alabama. We had a great running game. We were known for, for running the ball. I think uh, any team that has assets, they're going to they're gonna use them, uh, number one. Uh, number two is just the run game. It, it opens up the pass game. So uh, not something I'm really worried about, uh, whether I get a lot or not, just because we have such an explosive running game. I know that when I, when I do get targeted, it's going to be wide open. So it's a win-win. Individually, how have you improved, and how's your game evolved? Over? Um, I would say the uh, the single most important uh, way that my game has gotten better is just experience. You know, I'm a smarter player. Um, I'm a vet. Um, I understand what how games go in a league, uh, the ebb and flow of things. So, um, just experience. Look forward to helping some of the younger guys, like. Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz with their route running, and what do you continue to do uh, to improve year after year at your own route running? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, at this point in my career, I'm a veteran. It's my responsibility to help the younger guys, you know. Um, and the thing about, you know, playing in the NFL or playing
playing in any league, I would assume. Um, it goes by so fast. You know, I'm already in my eighth year. Uh, I remember being the youngest guy because I was drafted when I was 20. And then as the years go by, sometimes you still kind of feel like you're the youngest guy until you look up and you're like, wait, I'm the oldest guy in the room. And then you, that's when you start to realize, hey, it's, it's my responsibility to look after these guys, to make these guys better, to make the room better, to make the team better. Uh, and so I embrace that. The expectation this year is that obviously the passing game is going to look totally different with different personnel out there. I guess just in your the first days in Cleveland, what's the excitement like in the building amongst you guys as players? Yeah, very, very exciting. Um, you know, that's, I understand that that's the reason I'm here, you know, to, to help the passing game improve. And I take that on, you know, because, uh, again, I feel like it's my responsibility to do that. And it's, it's no worries. I know what I can do. And uh uh, I just, I'm, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to go out there and help the passing game improve. Um, and so just have to uh, to practice, uh, to stay on top of things, to work on all, all the, the um, to work on uh, the tools in my tool bag to, uh, to be that great wide receiver that they want me to be. Uh. I know you said you weren't surprised to be traded, but were you hoping things would work out with Dallas for you to stay, or did you want a new chapter? Uh, I mean, it's it's not like I dislike being in Dallas. I actually uh, love being there, you know. So, you know, um, I wouldn't say I just wanted to leave, uh, but you know, at the same time, it's never personal. You know, it's it's just business, and that's part of the business um, of being in this league. Uh, you know, things like that happen all the time. Players get cut. Players get traded. Um, there's no player in the league uh, who's still in the league from 30 years ago. You know, so it. it it all comes to an end at some point. Um, and so um, with that said, I am excited about this new chapter. And like I said before, I, I embrace it. I look forward to the future here. You know Jarvis Landry pretty well. Have you been in contact with him? And how much would you like to see him maybe come back here and join you? Yeah, just another player I know from you know being at the Pro Bowl and stuff. You know, I think he's a five-time Pro Bowler, so he's been there a lot. Um, haven't been in communication with him, though. Although you played with the Raiders first, you, you come from the NFC, and there's been a lot of guys come from the NFC to this conference. Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, or so. What do you make of all that? Have you noticed it? You know, this conference is like tougher than ever. Uh, I don't really think about it like that. Uh, obviously, I've I, I've seen all the other trades that have happened. I just think again, that's that's part of being in this league. It happens every year, and <laughs> no team. I think. Uh, I'm probably wrong with the numbers, but I think about 40 or 60 percent of every team every year uh, changes personnel-wise. So uh, it happens. And as far as what conference is better, I'm not really sure. Will you put in some time with Deshaun to, you know, maybe try to become his go-to guy? You know, like just working extra with him, maybe. Yeah, of course. I mean, you always want to work extra with your quarterback, especially if it's a new quarterback. Um, you know, but he's a he's a great player. Uh, I'm a great player. Um, we're we're, we're going to make it work uh, by any means necessary. Um, but I think as far as you know, being his number one receiver, that has to be that has to be earned. You know, we just can't come out here and say, oh, this is the number one guy. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Uh, that has to be earned every day. Uh, OTAs, mini camp, training camp, and so I'm looking forward to going out there and earning the respect of Deshaun. Uh, allowing him to see, hey, uh, you know, I want to throw to this guy. I'm confident in this guy. I want to. I know he. I know he's going to come through for me. 
And so you just have to go out there and prove that. What do you think when you look at this roster as a whole and then when the team makes a move like extending a young guy like um, Denzel Ward and kind of another one of those cornerstone pieces? Yeah, I mean, we have a great roster, you know, but every team has a great roster. Um, I guess the difference is, is uh, some teams are some teams have great quarterbacks, running backs, linebackers. Other teams have great safeties, corner. Like it's that's the difference right there. But every team, every every roster has has great players. It's not so much about that. It's just about the guys coming together, working hard every day, creating that culture, um, going out there, competing at the highest level. Because every team has talent. Um, and that's what we look forward to doing. You know, we, every team at this point um, is we all, we all have the same goals. You know, so it's about who can do those things that I just mentioned the best. Guys like Denzel and Greg Newsom and John Johnson Free uh, will only help you become a better receiver through training camp. And yeah, you know that's one of the first things I heard when I got here. You know, we have some pretty good DBs. I'm looking forward to the competition. You know, that's what it's about at the end of the day. You know. It's, this game is about competition. There's no player in this league who isn't competitive. Um, and so, yeah, I look forward to that, to the competition with those guys, especially those guys um, who are going to be going up against, um, who have proven themselves. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great work. Yeah. One more. Two more. Two more. Uh, obviously, everybody involved with the Browns is waiting to find out what's what the league is going to do with Deshaun situation. How much do you have to? balance preparing with him, but also Jacoby Brissett in case there's a suspension that you have to, you know, deal with as a team, as an offense? I mean, to be honest, I haven't really thought much about it. You know, I just, one thing I do know now that I think, now that you forced me to think about it, uh, <laughs> I think the personnel department here is great, um, just, just like everywhere else, you know, um, and I, I'm supremely confident in all the guys that uh, the department has brought in, so we'll be ready. From Coach Saban, you know he used to work here. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear from I hear from him from time to time. Um, I think the last time I heard from him was probably last year, but not anything concerning the trade. No. Like draft day. The colors. <laughs> All right. All right, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And before I continue here, if your car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury, I want to remind you to call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, an exclusive one-on-one interview with Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are your business operations suffering from internal communication breakdowns? Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. Data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team helps you build a streamlined communication system that brings together your email, your chat, your intranet announcements, and CRM into one clear flow. Your people, including those who work remotely, gain a centralized hub that encourages collaboration. No more disconnected communication methods that leave team members out of the loop and not on the same page. Real, everyday business problems solved with EOX Vantage. See how other business owners are getting everyone on the same page by visiting EOX Vantage. 
Ward.com. And now an exclusive special one-on-one with Denzel Ward in the Great Z. Very happy to be joined by Denzel Ward. And first of all, let me congratulate you on signing a, a historic deal yes, to extend your time here with the Cleveland Browns through 2027. Let's just talk about kind of how did this come to be? Kind of walk us through your state of mind leading up to the moment when you walked upstairs and, and signed that paper. Man, it was crazy. So I start. I knew that uh, it was, we're in talks. So I was talking constant communication with my agent, Tori Dandy and uh, AB. So we're going back and forth like probably like a week before and uh, just going back and forth on contracts and trying to get it done and uh, coming to agreement about things. And then the past uh, couple of days, it was, it was getting closer. Like, okay, this thing might, might get done. We might make it happen. And uh, I mean, the day came, they, they signed it off and uh, came to agreement. So it was exciting. So where were you when you got the phone call from your agent that yes, this uh, is in I fact was, done? Man, I, was, I was in Florida. I was in Florida coming back, coming back up here uh, to Cleveland, uh, got it done. I was excited, mom excited, brother excited, family, so it was crazy. What was kind of like your emotion when you got it? He said, it's done. You're going to be the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. You're going to be with the Browns, staying in Ohio where you spent your entire football life man, uh, going I, forward. I was, in, I was in shock, man. Just like, I continue to look at it, continue to see uh, highest paid cornerback uh, in history. I mean, it's been a, a lot of amazing corners, a lot of amazing DBs that then came through the NFL. And for my name to be up there at the top and one of those guys, um, it means a lot. I take a lot of pride in that, a lot of respect in that. I just want to continue to show that I'm that guy, but, I mean, it's a blessing at the end of the day. Did you ever, like, I mean, people think, you know, let's aim high, right? And we have these goals for ourselves personally, professionally, team, all of that. Did you ever think, like, a day like this would actually come? Man, I mean, you have thoughts in the back of your head, like, man, you want to be the best. You sure. want to get the best and, and do everything. You, but, I mean, for me, I just want to work and, and grind and do everything that I can to uh, put myself in that position. And then, like, once it's finally in front of your face, then it's like, wow, like, you finally here. But, I mean, it's still a long way to go, like I said, but um, it's definitely amazing to uh, be in this position. When you actually took the pen in your hand mm -hmm. and were about to sign the paper, were you excited, nervous? Was it, did you get emotional? Because cause then it's real. Yeah. Man, it's real. It's done. I, ain't lie. I was kind of shaking. I'm like, oh, man, I'm really signing this. It's crazy. So definitely a lot of emotion going through my body. Uh, just excitement, but um, blessed, like I said, just blessed at the end of the day. And I know you saw a lot of love from your teammates, obviously, on social media. I have to imagine when you walked in, people had, dinner's on Denzel now, right? What, what was the, kind of the reaction? Yeah, that, that's been all the reaction. Dinner on me, <laughs> going out, everything's on me. So, I mean, it's all good. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely bring it on, uh, definitely bring that camaraderie on. So, uh, definitely appreciative of my teammates, everyone that's congratulated me and helped get me to this point in time. What was it like to kind of get back here, take the contract out of it, but just to be able to kind of walk in? And I know Ohio really put its best weather foot forward right. there, a little snow for everybody. You're used to it. Yeah. Maybe not everybody <laughs> else on the team's used to it. But just to know that you're walking back in, you're about to start this 2022 season here with this team to, to accomplish, have the opportunity to accomplish something really special. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, glad about the new additions that we added to the team. So, I mean, it's a lot of excitement around the team. I was looking forward to getting back, seeing the guys, getting with the coaches. I'm just looking forward to getting everything started again. I mean, we didn't go out how we wanted to uh, last year, but um, we got a new opportunity this year, and that's the biggest thing. On the back end of this defense, a lot of continuity. Mm -hmm. in, the, in your room, you're back, Greg's back, Troy's back, Greedy's back, mm -hmm. A.J. Green is back. So the five guys who played the most in your room, all back. You yeah. go to the safeties, Ronnie, John, Grant, Rich LeCount, all back. How's that continuity kind of helping you as you guys hit the ground running here for this early phase one? Yeah, I think that makes the biggest difference in the world, just uh, having those guys that you know how they play, you know what they're going to uh, do on the field, who's going to be in what position, 
uh, having the same coaches back is huge too. Not having to learn a new playbook, knowing uh, the defenses that's going to be going in. So I think we could build on top of last year, build on top of the years that we had together and uh, really be special this year. What did Jeff Howard and uh, Brandon Lynch have to say to you? Man, just calling me, uh, thanking me, and uh, I'm thanking them. I appreciate them so much for helping get me to this position in time. But um, just real grateful for them, though. Everybody talks about the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And so you've had uh, an unbelievable, life-changing moment, not only for you, but for generations of awards to come. Definitely. That camaraderie's got to be fun, though, because everybody, they take pride in it. They love it. I know they're going to tease you, as you mentioned earlier, about right. taking it out to dinner. But is that cool to kind of sign it as you're coming back and actually getting to be together as opposed to you signing it, you know, in Florida, in the middle of the offseason, you're not going to see any of your teammates. Was that kind of cool to be able to have that moment and share that with everybody? Uh, definitely be able to share that moment with my teammates, uh, my family and everybody. So I'm looking forward to continue to get with my teammates, go out to eat and uh, just continue to communicate, talk and uh, just get back with the guys. You said something in your press conference earlier that struck me and, and some people you know, think, oh, now I've gotten paid, now I've made it. And what you said is that means now I have to work harder, mm -hmm. work more. The word work is all over this building right, right now right. in typical Kevin Stefanski fashion. Yeah. Kind of what's your mindset about, okay, yes, they've given me this, this tremendous reward that I've earned, mm -hmm. by the way, you did earn it. Appreciate that. And then now how you want to go forward and carry yourself knowing that you, you are a cornerstone of this franchise. Yeah, I feel like I've been proving myself uh, since I've been in this league. Like you said, I feel that definitely earned uh, this contract. But um, my biggest thing, I, like, I want to work. I feel I want to grind. I feel I want to show that I, I'm that guy. I'm deserving of this. And uh, just to give back to the community, give back to everybody. It's not just for me, I feel like, but just want to continue to show that I'm that guy. You mentioned the community. You were the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Cleveland Browns in 2021. By the way, that's a pretty good stretch. Walter Payton Man of the Year, highest paid cornerback in NFL history, both meaningful in their own right, but you're working the community. Make them know your name, your foundation. How important is that, and, and does this allow you to do even more in Man, that regard? It's, it's huge, and it's, it's definitely important. Like I said, uh, this kind of is definitely going to help uh, for me to expand and my family to expand our foundation be able to help the community and do different things so we're definitely going to be trying to come up with new ideas the ways we could give back ways we could make a positive impact what did it mean when you were the walter payton man of the year nominee for the cleveland browns man it meant a lot i i, I wouldn't say that it was a goal of mine but it was something like in the back of my head where it was like man this is this is definitely a goal with you i have a foundation i have uh this goals where i want to impact positively impact the community and people around me and i'm um, just trying to do that and uh, bring my family along. So it was definitely uh, grateful for to be recognized for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And uh, my family should be grateful for that as well. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of you know great players in the league, but if you go through the list of guys that are great, great players, and then also Walter Payton Man of the Year for their team, not as big of a list. And the person who comes to my mind immediately is Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. That guy's great on the field, great off the field, and clearly that's something you're striving to do as well. Yeah, definitely striving to do that, like I say. Just trying to stay in the community and uh, be good on and off the field. All right, let's talk about this team. You said some new faces, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, guys you're going to have to deal with in practice right. and in training camp, and then be thankful you don't have to deal with them in games <laughs> anymore. What's kind of the energy that they've brought as you kind of just, you know, starting to get to know each other and be around each other? Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I went against both of those guys, whether that was in college or uh, in the NFL. So those are talented guys I'm looking forward to going against in practice and uh, building this team up. What's kind of the vibe, would you say, of the team right now? I think guys are excited. Guys are excited to get back, get to work. Uh, guys are in there grinding, ready to work. Uh, got a new opportunity this year. Like I said, we didn't finish how we wanted last year, but new opportunity, new beginning, so we're ready to get it started. What was your offseason like prior to the, the week with the contract and all that? What did you choose to do? As you mentioned, last year didn't end the way you guys wanted right. it to. 
but it's the NFL. Uh, quickly, a new season will come. You get to watch Super Bowl play out, take some time yourself, and then now you're on back starting the work mm -hmm. for what we hope is a great 2022 season. So what did you kind of do in the getaway period? Yeah, I took a couple of trips with my family, but um, once I got back to work, I got a routine. So I went out to Florida and was working out and just getting my body right, getting ready and prepared to come back here. Family, I know, is so important to you. Mm -hmm. What was kind of their reaction to this? Man, everyone has all different reactions, crying, laughing, smiling, everybody's excited. So definitely go throw like a little party or something for family and close friends to come, come in and uh, celebrate. So they're gonna enjoy it. And I know you mentioned in your press conference, Mother's Day, you got something big, big planned. Anything big planned for yourself after signing this contract? Or, or are we just focused uh, on mom, which is a beautiful <laughs> thing, right, by right, the way. Yeah. Focus on my family right now. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do for myself yet, but uh, definitely wanna do something special for my family. So uh, thinking of ideas about that. We're so happy for you. And the cool thing, like, you get to do it in Cleveland. Right. You have committed to Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns said, we need you here. We are committing to you here. And we're going to put that money in front of you to make sure you say, absolutely, let's do this. And you can do so much more in the area where you were born. That's what, to me, like, you can't really make this stuff up. Like, this is real life. You're living that dream. And I think it's awesome. So happy for you, man. Congrats. Appreciate it, man. That was great stuff. Uh, great stuff with Denzel. It's amazing uh, that he's going to be here. His story is an emotional one. It's awesome. It's really cool. I, I really enjoyed getting to to talk with him, and I felt like, you know, his story is emotional. Uh, and I teased this yesterday, but there's going to be a video we'll put out either building the Browns or on social of, you know, we at the end of it when I talked about how family is important to him and, you know, handing him uh, this tablet and he got to watch all these messages from important people in his life. And just to see him kind of – I got emotional just watching it. Sure. Um, watching him watch it, I should say. It's just – it's one of those – it's a real – it's one of those things as a kid, you don't even dare to dream that big sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, it's this is it's a Hollywood movie in no. many ways, and it's but it's real life. And for him, and I think that's so cool, and he's such a, a humble young guy, and, you know, he wants to work even more now – that he has the contract, which tells you why he's the kind of person you want to make that kind of investment in. One of those things, if you're like in the fifth or sixth grade and you say, I'm going to be a standout at Nordonia, then I'm going to go play at Ohio State, and then I'll be a first-round pick of the Browns, then I'll be the highest-paid corner in the league, your friends say you're an idiot. Yeah. You're not doing any of those things. You need them all. All. Did them all. Check, check, yep. check, check. Crushed it. Bill Barnwell with his uh, – NFL mock draft, uh, his most recent one with all of the – this is bonkers. We'll get into that. Still time for the mailbag as well. Tweet those two, at Browns underscore daily. Unfortunately, there's not an at Gibbe. Sure. There should it. be. You'll see Cleveland Browns daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste and Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you're joining them as a customer's employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more on that side of things. Bill Barnwell with his uh, latest mock draft. And what he's actually doing here is a proposed deal for all 32 picks. And there are some doozies. Here are the real attention getters. Now, you tell me you would do this. You're the, you're the GM of these franchises. At number four, the New York Jets would receive... 
the ninth pick in the first round and the 72nd pick in the th- overall third round pick in exchange for and, and along with DK Metcalf. In return, Seattle gets the fourth pick, the 35th pick, the 69th pick, and Corey Davis. If you're the Jets, do you do that? I don't know. I'm more interested in the Jets, what they do. What he has the Jets I'm doing at 10. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. much more fascinating. 9 and 72 and DK for 4, 35, 69, and Corey Davis. Yeah, sure. Why not? I would do that. This is what uh, we'll get to. Well, let's just go right to that at 10. So, is it 10? He has the Jets giving up a 2023 fourth. I'm sorry, receiving a 2023 fourth and Kyler for the 10th pick this year, the 69th pick this year, a 2023 first and Zach Wilson and receiving Kyler and a fourth. Okay. If you believe in Zach Wilson and you just selected him second overall. A year ago. A year ago. No way do you do this deal. No. If you have real questions about Zach Wilson, because you're basically giving up three ones. You're giving up 10, a first round in 2023, and then the second pick of the year before for a fourth rounder in Kyle. Kyler. Yeah, I'd be inclined. If I have any belief whatsoever internally in Zach Wilson, I say no to that deal. Do you believe in Zach Wilson? He can sling it. Handsome fella. Yeah. Would you do this deal if you were running it, knowing what you know about him, what you know about Kyler? Uh, no, I would not. You would not? I'm not fully sold on Kyler being great. Yeah. The fading is real. Happens every year. Yeah, it is. That that part's real. Right before that. And there this, seems to be a petulance about him. There's no question. That goes all the way back to the Dan Patrick show appearance, but it was just awkward. Uh, right before that, the Seahawks at number nine, he has them uh, receiving 28, 59, and Jordan Love. The Packers get number nine in that deal. If I, w- if I in Seattle was a proponent of Jordan Love coming out and I knew people that I could talk to and I felt pretty good about it, then, yeah, that's, I'd take as, that's a, as good a shot. I don't lose my first-round pick this year. I just go back, uh, you know, 19 spots. I pick up a two, which is, I think, a sweet spot in this year's draft. And I get a chance at a quarterback that's probably as every good a shot at being a, a guy as anybody in this draft. As Drew Locke, yeah. who's on your roster. Geno Smith. He's got the Steelers uh, giving up 20 overall, so their first rounder this year, and a third, the 84th overall. They receive the 61st overall, which is a two, and the 134th, which is a four, and Jimmy Garoppolo from the Niners. Oh, yeah, if I'm the Steelers, I would, I would do that, yeah. Mm-hmm feels like they they're yeah they're in an interesting spot because they kind of have everything that's all right except for quarterback right. to compete in the AFC yep and Jimmy has proven that when healthy he can do that uh the Packers I would not do this if I were the Packers they would get Chase Claypool and a number four from the Falcons 114 overall the Steelers get the eighth pick this year and the a sixth and the Falcons get the tw- get two twos the 20th and 22nd I would not do this if I were the Packers. Why are the Falcons I don't doing even, this? Because they get have 20 no and 22 for to go from 8 to 20. They pick up just an extra one. An extra one to go down 12 spots. You get an extra one and a good draft. I, I mean, I could. I guess I could see that from their standpoint. I wouldn't do it from the Packers' standpoint. I don't love Claypool. Claypool. Not for no, – I rather, like the receiver I could draft there. I like the receiver I can draft. Same. Yeah. Uh, and then at 29 – he has the Chiefs getting uh, Hollywood Brown and a fourth rounder for the 29th, the 2023 fifth, and McCole Hardman. I don't hate that. It's just what do I think about the receiver that could be there uh, for them? I think Hollywood Brown is their best opportunity to put a Tyreek Hill type of a guy right into that role. 
because Hollywood Brown can fly. I think yeah. I actually I think Hollywood Brown's pretty good. Um, yeah, if I'm the Chiefs, I certainly would be interested in that. No doubt. No doubt. Just got so we're we're we are going to with all of this mud, um, we are going to have some sort of practice in the muck <laughs> to the point where we may be using if you i'm telling you you have two choices if you're gonna play spring sports in ohio be a mutter or or synthetic turf everywhere that's it domes don't everybody put a dome in domes that's where you're at that's where you're at we'll do a little uh ask cbd Still time to go get those questions into Gibbe. Uh, you can do that coming up next, and we'll do yeah. it coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider, your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for your office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time for the little Ask CBD. Hello, Gibbe. Hello, gentlemen. Gibbe, quickly, because we didn't get, we are so loaded yesterday, we didn't have the fun and frivolity that we would like to have. Uh, but now that Bo is back, give us some highlights of your trip, dude. Right after I got done, I can't believe I'm even going to say this to you, the two of you. Oh, baby. But I believe this is karma for my tweets at you on Monday. Which were hurtful and full of just Terrible. Well, vitriol. Rub some salt on it. Rub banned. some dirt on it. I believe he was whatever. banned. He was banned. Yeah, he was absolutely banned, and I wish that an alligator sure would eat his hand. That's right. Chubbs? Worse. Worse than that. Now you still have both your hands. But now I'm scared. Worse than that, my friend. Any other appendages? My kid beat me. Whoa. Legit? Well, she's on the golf team. She's on the golf team. She is. Yeah, that's fine. Is this the first time? It's amazing how when there's credits on the line, all of a sudden someone comes to play and flips it up a notch. Oh, I like that. Was she chesty with you? Chesty? Chesty 80? Unbelievable. To the point where my wife was like, you are visibly angry about yeah. this. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I have a couple of questions. Question one, what makes me so happy. Question one, what was the what was the match? What were the rules that we were playing under? Number one, we we were playing like in we it was definitely a shorter course. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying are we playing stroke play or are we playing hold a whole match play? Strokes. You have had a front row seat to hear one of the greatest golf stories of all time. When Zago just walked off the course, <laughs> I debated. I debated pulling a Zago. Yeah, it was. It was in my, in my heat exhaustion, too much humidity, too much humidity, unsanctioned. I'm out. Yeah, and just and you have to. The best part is he had a pull cart. Yep, that's what he. That's how he always rolled. And I could just see him. He pushed it in this case, but pushing his little off into the sunset. That could have been you. What a great moment that could have been for you. So you debated it. The thought actually did go through the, your head. The, the, as we were on 
the eighth hole, and I realized on the I eighth? was not going to do this. Oh, you knew on the front nine. We, we only like, played nine. Oh, I was going to oh, say, okay, like, okay. you're dormy 11? <laughs> yeah. Was the kid was having none of it. She's like, I don't play after 10. It's too hot down here. You had the perfect out. That perfect you're out right, there, too. too. No. Well, and, Unsanctioned and, round. You know, we, you're right. Don't, don't get me wrong. We finished the front nine, and she started. She was a little chesty, and I was like, don't make me take you back out here. <laughs> we'll go nine more. Good for her. And I will play 27 if I have to prove my we'll, point. We'll stay out here all day. All day long. Yep, I'll miss my So flight. this is the first time she's ever bested you in a nine-hole match? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Um, that and awesome. it was because she's in nine better. holes, well, and she's her total putts in nine holes, 11. Oh, boss of the moss. Just sinking. She's on the golf team. Like, like she's from not screwing around, feet, man. From like 50 feet. She was just dra- – like the guys in front of us started watching – because she was just sinking every putt. She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I bet you don't know. That's Funny awesome. how there's credits being. Yeah. You got hustled. I love it. She, I well, love we it. got done, and she's like, Billy oh, let me, I'll add it off the scorecard. I said, if you're wrong, I'm docking <laughs> a stroke or I'm docking money off of you. Stroke penalty. Two stroke penalty. And she was off by one. She beat me by one stroke. Hold on a second. Am I to believe that we don't know exactly what everybody's shots are and scores are and every like you didn't know where the match stood? It needed to be tallied up post round. Oh, I knew, I knew exactly where I needed to be. Okay, okay. she did not. Oh wow, she's freewheeling. She's got the music playing. She's playing Taylor Swift down the middle of the fairway. We're blasting it at nine a.m. Like awesome. When, when I play I with it. like the kid. No, not only I could like af- tell you every one of my shots, I could tell you every shot of everybody in the group on every yeah, hole. You got, you have that down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew I was I in was trouble because there had been cocktails the night before. Little, and there was I was a little in bit in the weeds. There was and hate at in your eight a.m. She striped the drive two hundred yards down the and was ten yards off the green on the one on a short par four, and I was like. Well, this is going to be a problem. I love it. And then she, uh, she duffed it. Oh no, she hit it, and it went over the back. And then she holed out. She didn't even need a putter. She birdied the first hole. And I was like, "Well, this is going to be a, an issue, and I better start mm-hmm. getting it together." Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. Not to be. I think it's great. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, that's what you deserve. The hate. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter were dismayed at the hate in your heart, Gibby. I beg to differ. There were a lot of likes. I was still getting likes yesterday on that. Sometimes post. those likes, what they mean is so that they can save it, so they can show it. Like when you like it, it saves in your likes, so that you can then show it to people as an example of what not to do. I'm gonna disagree with you. <laughs> it was. We said that's why it was hot you, because was of you. We said Twitter like food button. because of you. I was on Tuesday. Dislike. I said that. I said, yeah, we, we need, need a dislike, dislike so we can yeah. just dislike that tweet. No, don't. It needs like to just it. be this. Yeah, exactly. Like we would do to Simone. Yeah, he'd Same. send us something disliked. Yeah. Eh, you didn't get that chance. No. I lived, but you know what? It snowed here. She was the hero we all needed. She was. In her mind. Oh for God, sure. Meckling. Meckling's up to no good. Don't do this, Meckling. Don't read that question. Not allowed to be. We'll get to it. Ugh. The Twitter mailbag. Or daily using the hashtag AskCBD. One we did not get to last week, and I wanted to make sure we had time for it this week. We have a gentleman who is a big Browns fan. Frederick Just one, is huh? coming in. Hi, guys. Where's the best place to stay 
I thought he was coming in. When <laughs> I finally come from Germany this year to see the Browns, oh. any specific things that I have to do other than the Browns game? Hashtag Ask CBD. I want to know. I mean, I I'd want to know how many days. Right. Uh, depends on what time of year. I mean, if it's a certain time of the year, maybe you want to do Cedar I, Point. I think you got to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you've if you've ever never been and you're coming, to, that's a perfect opportunity into a Browns game. And I feel like he's coming for a Browns game, so try to come in September. I would recommend staying at what is the is it the Hilton, the tall one that's right there, where you can like look into yeah, the stadium. Yeah, that's cool. Where you can look right there, over the rooftop yeah. bar. Yeah, that absolutely take a you know if you have the time, gallivant up to uh, Cedar Point, that Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think you're exactly right. Tons of good food down there. You can really, I mean, have your pick. There's so many great places to yeah. check out. Yeah. Got to go to the West Side Market. I like that. I, I encourage people to do that. I'm, I'm a big Marble Room of that. downtown, Luca for Italian. Yeah, Mario, great food. Great yes. food. Town Hall. Yeah. Walk around. Little Fahrenheit. Downtown little Cleveland. Fahrenheit, right. It's course. really walkable. Rock you can walk around all sorts of great stuff. And uh, you're right. If you stay at that Hilton, you're saying you're, you're not. You can walk over to the Rock Hall if you want to do that. It's all there. Yeah. Uh, rally. At Rally in the North tweets at the show, who are your candidates for biggest leap forward this year on the roster? One for offense, one for defense. He says Najoku and Delpit would be my two nominations. Oh, man. I was, that's what I was same. Same. Literally. Just writing down Najoku. Literally writing that. As Gibby is saying that, I'm literally writing down Yeah, same. Najoku. I got the N-J-O-K. I got the full last name, and I was I'll, just getting I'll, to the I'll D. throw J-O-K, Jeremiah Wusukoromo, out there as to be different on the defensive side. Feels like he's there yeah you know but i mean i think he's gonna be coming even yeah household name everywhere yeah uh greister sure. mm. tweets at the show is the this is a question for Bo. is the infamous extra hot sauce at saint elmo's the most deadly thing Bo has ever eaten in general no okay. that specific dose yes <laughs> you almost died i've never had i mean i've I, and I'm not like a big, I wouldn't be like the guy who eats like that hot chip thing or the hot salsa guy thing. I'm not that anyway. Um, I've been to Mexico several times and have had very hot things there, habanero stuff. Um, but that, th there was something about it. I don't know if it just was a full chunk of horseradish radish that hit perfectly that maybe I swallowed it without chewing it. I have no idea. But there's something about that. Because normally I don't. Normally it's hot, but it's not that. No, and it's not even that. It just cleans you out. Like, it's right, fine. It's not that it's, kind of heat. And I've had it many times. It was That's why I was so aggressive with the dip. It's like, I, I know what this is. I'm not afraid. No, no worries. But yeah. then it was there was something in that bite that was unlike any other bite I've ever had. And I was fearful that I would not be able to breathe. For me, it was a Carolina Reaper sauce at uh, Barrio. And I'd had it many times and just a little dab. Mm -hmm. And this one... I was only helped out. This is when I had to drink the half and half. The lady saw me and she's like, "You haven't spoken. Your face is red. You're, you look like you're dying." And I'm like, "Yes, I am. I am dying. Help me." And you don't love milk, right? So you got to be in a. Would you ideally you're in like a? I'm fine all, with milk. Oh, you're okay. Does with the milk? body good? Okay. I mean, I was a big cereal guy growing up. Every yeah, yeah, morning. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like an almond milk or a coconut milk sure, or something sure. would probably even be better. Sure. Half and half. Not ideal. No, ripping little cans and shooting half. No, that's not going to do it. Top off. No, it's terrible. Sad. Richie Fox with a couple for us this uh, week. Ned. Happy birthday to Ned. He had a birthday uh, recently. Weather will eventually turn around. Festivities featuring the small ball will commence. What is your favorite scene in Caddyshack? Wow. Wow. I mean, I think Cervic, uh, 
getting on the scene the very first time is pretty great. It looks and good on you, though. Yeah. yeah, that whole thing. Him with the judge yeah. and, the, and the pro shop. That's pretty great. <laughs> okay, Wang, don't that, tell him you're Jewish. That whole thing yeah. is perfect. That's that, that whole scene first see you. That'll yeah. tell you. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood. <laughs> right. That whole I run never is. slice. Yeah, that's, I, I like that. To me, that's the best. I, I actually think, like, I actually prefer the beginning of it to the end of it. Same. I like that scene. I like the scene where like I don't care about Danny much. Bill Murray has got the the pitchfork in the guy's throat, and he's telling him about when he caddied for the llama, yeah. llama the big hitter, the, the llama. llama. Yeah. I like um, all the Chevy scenes are great. Like him, you know, with Lacey at, at the uh, that's fantastic. What when is he this, meets the her for the, the Living Dead? <laughs> Richie follows up. As we know, good question. The four P's are prominently evident in all actions by AB. We have not seen yeah. AB trade into the first round so far. How bold will AB be in the draft? Bootsy Bold or Black Cobra or Nathan Zagura with egg salad? He's never picked where his second round pick has been. He moved back for Delpit and picked up the fifth round and became Nick Harris. He moved up to get Jeremiah Wusu Koromo. So. I think it's his. The track record would say that he might move, um, but how do would you define bold? Would bold like going be like into going the into round? the first round? Yeah, I think. and I'd, yeah. I'd be surprised. I just and plus, I mean, you don't have ones going. I was going to say the assets you have. Yeah, you'd be giving so up a lot of assets. Your asset yeah. accumulation doesn't seem like it would add up. I, and yeah. this is a deep draft, so I think you're just fine staying where you're at or moving a little bit. But to de- for bold to be defined, I would think it would have to go into the first. Yeah. Well, speaking of egg salad. Oh God, nope. Bobby? Don't ask it. Nah, 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 nah. I appreciate hear you. The, uh, t- I appreciate the tweet, my friend. I can't hear you. Would Nathan Zagura eat an egg salad sandwich for the Browns to win a Super Bowl? Now we talked about how much money it would cost if the Browns, if Nathan, he would do ate. it because he he is a man of the people. And for all it, of you, he would choke. I it would down. do it, and it would be. How would you have it prepared to make it digestible for you? Like, is there a specific type of bread? Would you want it, like, loaded with mustard or... Uh, Are you saying I could put a condiment on it now? Well, egg salad is a it's a mayo and mustard featured spread, so... Can I throw... You, I would just throw, like, as much hot sauce as you would allow me to put on it. Like a lot, yeah. And as then much. Yeah. Any other vegetable you'd put on it? Does it matter what the bread is? Like, I'm... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Terrible. Out of, like, some celery or, like, there can be no there, reversal like... of fortune either. Oh my god, the you got to get it all down. Uh, yeah, I think it would be, you just load it with hot sauce and hope for the best. Like I'm, I, want I would probably. I'll tell you, what, act like I am not. No, no, no. Right it's now, really true. I love doing. it. I think the, the strategic way to do it would be like in a wrap, because then you could like put oh. it, oh. and then it would you bite it and it would squeeze out like a two. Oh. <laughs> you could do it in like three bites, though. Man. The bread would make you have to chew it. I think the wrap, uh, you could just almost swallow it. Uh, swallow it whole. No, it would have to be like doused in hot sauce, huge spoon, and just. Well, you have to have some sort. He said a sandwich. So you're going to have to have some sort what? of bread. He to said it. a sandwich? It's yeah. A, it says specifically a sandwich? Sandwich, yeah. It'd have to be on like a big thick holla. Has a little sweetness to it. And I could try to just. It's what I would try it. to do. Get the Hawaiian roll. What I try to do then is is fold over the bread so that I don't ever have to touch the egg salad. I'm basically making like capsules of it that I could <laughs> that I could down. Capsules. Where it's like inside the all yeah just yeah I know the what a bread capsule ball. is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know you do. 
I'm that's like funny. That's really good. Sick. I like the idea of a capsule of eggs. <laughs> we'll end this week's mailbag on that note. I feel like I need oh. like a whole loaf of bread. Yeah, you'd, you'd want a girthy bread. Is what you'd want, like a big, thick sourdough. Yeah, it's a lot of heat. Like. Yeah, hope you can hide it. Um, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Breaky wants to know where we stand on honey mustard. Fantastic. Great. Love it. I like, I'm a big mustard guy. I'm fine with it. What's your number one condiment? Hot sauce. Yeah, probably me too. If only people could have seen that. Sad. The hate to if see only it. people could have. Zagura almost. I dry heaved in the, here break. in the studio here. He did dry heave. So that's gross. not made up. No, that's real. That's the real I'm just truth telling you, right I there. love you all so much. I love this team so much. Like, I just don't even. I might not survive. If I had to eat a hard boiled egg for a super, I might not survive. You'd be fine. I don't know. Like you're going to throw it back up when you're done. You'll be fine. You I can understand no idea, it. I, I think there's a lot. No I think clue. when you start to really think your way through a hard-boiled egg, it's understandable. The egg salad is far more doable. <laughs> it's understandable. There's a lot to it. There's a lot going on there. I don't get it. I love the idea that, that some some somebody in like some little school when you were a little kid was like, eat, eat this thing. Force them. Like you can't throw it up for like weeks, and I finally was crying. You can't get I didn't want to s- go to school, and they're like, "Why?" And it didn't yeah. make me. And then finally, they stopped. Throw me a cinnamon toast crunch. Can't throw me that. I'd crush all that Christmas all you want. Treat. I'm a child. Oatmeal, Some gummy bears. Anything will work. Next level. Next. See you tomorrow. CBD 850 ESP Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.